Good day. Welcome to In the Making. I'm James Ray. Today we continue a series in John chapter 4 where we're talking about Jesus meeting this Samaritan woman at the well. First time we talked about the icebreaker. We talked about the inquiry. Today we'll be talking about the invitation. The invitation. Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at the well. The Jews and the Samaritans have no dealings. But scripture says that Jesus has needs to go through Samaria. And so he meets this woman who has a suspect character. And as we dive into today's lesson, uh, we'll primarily talk with verses 13 through 15. Where Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. There are all types of invitations we know, wedding invitations, birthday invitations, baby showers, retirement parties, um, all kind of different um, invitations go out. And so invitations themselves should not be taken lightly. We see that in this particular passage of Scripture today, just like most invitations, uh, they have a purpose. It's one thing to talk. It's another to invite. Think of the worst version of yourself. Because aside from God, who can know you better than you? Imagine this woman knowing her situation and having Jesus say to her, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty. It's one thing that invitation gives acceptance and it also gives hope. Imagine the woman, this is me. Um, imagine the woman thinking this way. I am a Samaritan. I am living in a sinful state. I'm a woman at this time in history. You know that women are not highly regarded. As a matter of fact, if we don't have any children, we could probably die off or be raped or pillaged. Our worth is not very much. Imagine also the I am nots. I don't know how she looked. I don't know what she had. But some women, even of today, think to themselves, I'm not very beautiful. I'm not very lovable. I'm not very likable. I am the reason for this. I am the reason for that. A lot of people have rejected religion or rejected God's invitation, not just based on I am's, but on I am not's. If we looked earlier in this passage of scripture, uh, where we talked last time about the inquiry, Jesus tells the woman, he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it was to give you a drink, you would have asked me. 
In that particular setting, Jesus uses the conditional statement, if. When we see the conditional statement, it tells us that something else is to follow. And it gives us all, almost a, a choice. He says, if you, you is a personal pronoun. And so what Jesus does, he makes it personable and relevant to the woman herself. Drink. Drink is, is, is optional. And then he says, this water, optional, which means there are other things that can fill our thirst, both physically and spiritually. And so when Jesus makes these, even though it to us, it is just words. The reality is, is that Jesus was giving her a choice, much like we are given a choice today. And our actions or our choices, they have consequences. The result, he said, is that you will never thirst. You will never have earnestly the desire within you that is void. You will never suffer from this type of thirst again. The invitation is to accept Jesus's offer of spiritual fulfillment. The deepest longing void of her soul would be filled. She wouldn't need this type of feeling again. Now, later, she, as, as do we, need refreshing. We need renewal. We need a transformed mind, but our spiritual salvation, our spiritual uh, emptiness is, is, has been quenched as we accept Jesus Christ. Once we accept him, we don't need to accept him again. We just need to, as, as I heard another uh, teacher preach very well on a, on a particular subject about our losing our appetite with God, basically what we need to do is repent. In other words, renew our mind. We need to remember, remember where we were uh, when we lost that zeal, the initial zeal. And then we need to repeat, repeat the things that guide us to the place of fulfillment and joy. And so here is Jesus is talking and he's trying to tell her um, that if she wants to really get to where she needs to go, basically, she just needs to hear and be obedient. He says, this is your RSVP. Not only are you my personal guest, not only will this water have you to never thirst again, but it will be like a fountain in you that will result in eternal life. I don't care if you drink water religiously and have never taken any other beverage in your system. Well water, any other water can't do what Jesus, the living water, can Here's your invitation. What an offer. What a sales pitch Jesus makes. She had to be attentive in order to hear. She had to be receptive in order to comprehend. And she had to be accepting 
in order to respond. She had to be attentive enough to hear. She had to be receptive enough to comprehend. And she had to be accepting enough to respond. Checking all four boxes, she had no real choice but to respond in the way that she believed. Let's look again at the text before we conclude for today. Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. In other words, here she is going to the physical water, which she finds at the well. Jesus meets her there, begins to engage in a dialogue with her, begins to inquire. And so now he offers her at this very opportunity, an invitation to receive something much better than what she's come for. Sure, her physical body has to be satisfied with water. But what about our, her spiritual being? And so Jesus not only cares about what we're going, uh, what we're dealing with on the outside, he cares what we're dealing with on the inside. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty, but the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. And so she responds, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Imagine Jesus talking to us in the same way, which is today by the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I, I have something to offer you that will do you some good. As a matter of fact, not only will it do you some good for now, it will actually do you some good for the time to come. What would your answer be? What would your response to be? What has your response be? What has our response been to the times where Jesus has invited us not only to, to receive him as our Lord and Savior, but also to receive him in, in or to, to be invited at various situations in our lives to respond to his call in our lives, to respond to uh, filling needs and voids in, in the lives of other people in, in response to doing or believing or coming or accepting all the things that he's invited us to do. That's no different than here, the woman at the well. Here we find her. Again, but don't miss out on a very part, important part of Jesus's invitation to her. Look at this. Let's read this again. Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Here is an adverb that can be used uh, with the preposition within meaning of place. She no longer has to go to a designated place to refresh. She can do it based upon what will be within her. Let me go over that again. Let's look at it in scripture. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to this place in order to draw. 
what that is saying is that once her physical or her spiritual thirst is quenched, she doesn't have to go to a particular place in order to be fulfilled. What can fulfill her is already on the inside. That's just like you and I. Once we are filled with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, now taking place in our heart is the Holy Spirit. We have that water that's in us that is flowing to eternal life. That's what verse 14 says. That I will give him and he will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. Some songwriter said, spring up, O well, within my soul. Spring up, O well, and make me whole. Give new life to me. <laughs> That's what that living water does. And if we just rest in the power and the anointing and the peace and the sufficiency that is in Jesus Christ, that is in the Holy Spirit who now fills the life of believer, we have that same living water. That no matter what we deal with, no matter what comes our way, no what, matter what issues we face, though the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God as we deal with the different things in life, the different things in life which are not flesh and blood, but they're in the spiritual realm. As we deal with those things, we have in us a living water that flows to life eternal. Now, this woman was dealing with some issues which we'll get into in our next segment. But you and I have issues as well. And if we just trust in Jesus, as we have received the invitation, many of us who have come to uh, believe on the Lord and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and there's some who haven't. But as we come to that place of receiving, he continues to invite us to rest in him and to use that water that is on the inside of us that is flowing with a flowing stream of his presence of his word, of his wisdom, all inviting us to use us at every opportune time. Join us next time as we talk about the investigation. Be blessed. <laughs>